welcome to this week's episode of Eye of the Swarm, Season 4, Episode 19, your deep dive into anything and everything related to UW-Superior Yellow Jacket Athletics with our production engineer, Sanyu Trusta, and the big sound, Matt Johnson. I am John Garver, and all apologies for being gone for a few weeks. We know you've been just waiting for the latest episode to drop, but as is uh, want to happen this time of year, Matt, the... Uh, the schedule of the podcast is kind of at the mercy of the schedule of everything else. And we it were is. talking about that a little bit before we, we hit the record button here today, but it's we're pretty much at the mercy of everything else on, on being able to get this this in, and that's kind of why you're seeing the inconsistency it is. Of, uh, it is. of recording. Um, you know, we're not going to go through the full weather segment now that all the snow has actually disappeared. It's mud season. Yeah, it's mud <laughs> season now. Um, but uh, Sonium was actually asking me before we, we started recording, you know, why is it so hard to be consistent with the podcast in the spring? Mm -hmm. And I gave him sort of it's a domino effect explanation. And it is. It is. Um, you know, John has extra meetings. I also sometimes will have a random Thursday game for UMD or for UWS. Because their schedules to, change. Yeah, because their schedules <laughs> change. But that leads us into the schedules changing part of it because it is a domino effect. Mm -hmm. uh, with the amount of, of, you know, postponements and reschedules and everything else that takes place. Um, it, it flows downhill. And so when the teams are being rescheduled, their practice schedules also change uh, and getting guests is really difficult. Yes. And that's the biggest hurdle that we face. I mean, there's a point last week where, you know, our, the athletic website has, it has six stories on it. Right. You know, on the headlines, all six of them were schedule change graphics. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's, we got to a point on Saturday, finally, where all six of them were, post-game recaps with an actual game photo right we yeah, finally yeah. didn't have a postponed or a schedule change graphic in there and it was really nice to finally see that right yeah exactly and so but when that happens it does flow downhill and it mm -hmm. ends up hitting us and and everything else they have planned as well so it's right. really hard to get coaches and players or whomever else we have for roundtable segments because of the simple fact that they don't have time right most of them are and they've got class and they've got you know pre-game stuff that they have to do sometimes and Sometimes they're just trying to find a time, any time to play games. And sometimes right. they're on the road. And there, there's a lot that goes into it. So that's the reason why we're gone more in the spring. And really, there's nothing else we can do about it. I mean, that, that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, thankfully, we, you know, we, we try to be as consistent as we can. But, um, you know, there's just times where we're not going to be able to get on the air. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's just life. That's the way it is. Yep, that's just the way it is. But we know that we have a uh... – a good roundtable this week, and it's going to be probably a fairly long one. So let's jump into uh, yeah. the week that was here because, uh, whoo, she was busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was uh, a busy one. The format for this is going to be a little bit different uh, because we we totaled them up before between the seven teams that are right now in the midst of their spring seasons. Twenty-two total events last week, and to say the least, we're not going to go through all of those events individually. We'll mention the scores, but uh, instead of doing that, what I've done is uh, for for the recap for last week. Went and looked at some interesting numbers that a lot of people might not be aware of as it relates to how the teams are doing um, and, and you know, yeah. kind of at a broader perspective of what's going on this year. Not for all the teams, but for baseball and softball especially, I kind of went and looked sure. and just to see some interesting stuff that people might, might not be aware of mm -hmm. uh, as to how the teams are performing overall. And uh, so uh, we'll jump into this here. Uh, with baseball, uh, who is rolling right now. Uh, yeah, baseball is in the midst of a streak that – We've never seen. It's probably a school record as far as we know. I'm pretty comfortable saying it is. Okay, okay. But uh, their overall record for this season now is 16-11 overall, 12-3 in the UMAC. They're right now tied for first place 
in the conference um, with Crown, who they will see in a couple of weeks here. Um, next weekend, yeah. Yeah, next weekend. In about 10 days, I guess, probably mm-hmm. 9, 10 days. Um, and that could very well be for the regular season conference crown. The Yellow Jackets play three games this weekend. They're supposed to have a non-conference game also coming up with St. Scholastica, but they close out the season with crown at home here. So that should be a really, really fun three-game set against the Polars. Mm-hmm. But uh, going back to baseball, they have now won five straight overall, and they won all four of their games last week. Sweeping Martin Luther in three, three straight games on Saturday and Sunday before Downing Northland College uh, on Tuesday. All four games are played at the NBC Spartan Sports Complex. It's the first time they've been home, officially home. They've been technically the home team in some of the games in Boston and other places, but this is the first time they've actually played on their own, on their home field, quote unquote, home field. So right. uh, nice to see them get home. UWS uh, defeated the Knights ten nothing in that first game and seven innings on Saturday before sweeping a double header against the Knights as well on Sunday, twenty one nothing and ten nothing. Both games were seven inning contests. All three of those games actually were seven inning contests. The L Jackets then completed the week by shutting out Northland 3-0 on Tuesday. So if you're following along now with what I just said, you're noticing a trend here. And the trend is is that the Yellow Jackets are Today's posting. Today's show is brought to you by the number zero. <laughs> yeah, the number zero. Adding it all up, now going back to their 3-0 shutout of Morris uh, a couple of weekends back. The Yellow Jackets have now posted five straight shutouts, which we believe is a school record, and has thrown 39 consecutive scoreless innings between the entire pitching staff. During that five-game span, the Yellow Jackets have outscored the opposition by a combined 47 to nothing. Winning pitchers during that span have included Matt Tappy, who has picked up two of those shutout wins, Ryan Rodriguez, Ben Welly, and also Riley Harbaugh also for the Yellow Jackets have, have contributed to that run offensively. UWS has posted a combined 55 hits as a team also during that streak, so they're hitting on all cylinders right now. They are. Uh, Rodriguez was named UMAC Pitcher of the Week for the third time this season as he's been kind of spearheading that effort. Entering the weekend, Rodriguez now is at 5-1 on the season, his ERA 1.47. He has struck out 54 batters in 55 innings of work and has walked just six all season long. The opponents are hitting just 175 against him. And overall, against the Yellow Jackets pitchers this year, teams are hitting just 255 against the Yellow Jacket pitching this year, which says a lot for the job That's that TJ Oaks. Oaks effect. Yeah, it says a lot about the job that TJ Oaks has done with this pitching staff. Yeah, when you, when you have a, a head coach with a pitching background, and I think the high level background that he right. comes in with, you're you're seeing that with with this pitching staff right now. Right. Yeah. And they have, like I said, three games coming up this weekend, which they should be favored to win, but then again we'll we'll keep an eye on it. So mm-hmm. they're rolling right along is the is the bigger picture here. The other one that and this came to me yesterday because yeah, I, I, we in my position here we we deal with student workers. Right. Yeah. Student workers make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I got an email yesterday from somebody who called themselves concerned fans. Because there was a they the scoring of a play was marked down incorrectly. Okay, and it was uh, with when Peyton Steiner batted in okay. the eighth inning against Northland, and they credited him with a hit when they shouldn't have. And in reality, that 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 snapped a seventeen game hitting streak. Oh wow! Him. I had no idea. Yeah, I yeah. had no idea. Until concerned fan emailed me, and wow, you know, and it it bothered me a little bit because they questioned my integrity and said you're doing this to do somebody a favor and keep their streak alive when it shouldn't have been. No, oh. it was a, the student made a mistake, and yeah. we, we we correct those things. We right, just hadn't yeah. gotten to that point yet, right? But I didn't realize he was on a 17 game hitting streak. Wow, I didn't know that either. No, no. So really, really impressive. Yeah, 
Yeah, just across you know, the board, they're another doing one of those job. numbers with that baseball program. Right. Yeah, exactly. We'll move on to softball, who also has some impressive numbers of their own. 22-6 and six now overall, 12-2 and two in the UMAC. They've won five of six games last week. So six games for Coach Fracker and company. Uh, they won five of them, sweeping doubleheaders from Minnesota Morris on Sunday and Crown on Tuesday before splitting a doubleheader with Northwestern last night in St. Paul against Morris. The Yellow Jackets won by scores of 14-7 and 9-7. Both of those contests were played at the Morris Softball Complex in Morris. And against Crown, UWS finally got a chance I to play. I think they were actually on the football field. Yeah, Big yeah. Big Cat Stadium. Yeah, they did Big Cat Stadium, and then I wasn't quite sure. They, they were listed as Morris Softball Complex, yeah. but they were played in Morris. They just happened to be playing on the football, on the field. football field. Yeah. Against Crown, UWS finally got a chance to play at home against uh, Crown at the NBC Spartan Sports Complex on Tuesday and posted wins of 4-1 to and 11-2 to before defeating Northwestern in Game 1 yesterday, 8-2, to before falling to the Eagles in Game 2, 2-1 to in eight innings in that contest. Taylor Kramer went 3-1 and in the circle for the Yellow Jackets last week while Emma Pillion picked up the two additional wins for the Yellow Jackets in the circle. And as of today, the Yellow Jackets are currently batting fourth in the country. They're not ranked number four in the country in batting average as a team, hitting a 377. They're one point behind uh, third place or number three ranked in the uh, batting category, Huntington, John Jay, and Tufts are the top two hitting teams in the country. But the Yellow Jackets sitting at number four in the country in offense as far as batting average. Four players actually hitting over 400 yep. for Coach Fracker's team. So, Again, these are those little numbers that people might not be aware of, but mm-hmm. uh, want to bring attention to it because these are achievements and they need to be kind of, I think, highlighted right. when it you. does happen. So uh, so they're rolling right along as well and in, in line for a possible conference crown, as mm-hmm. is baseball, of course. So both teams performing very high level. Men's tennis, they continue to perform at a high level as well. They completed an undefeated UMAC regular season. 10-0 and is where Coach uh, C.J. Schaffner and company finished 22-3 and overall in the regular season. Won their last six matches of the campaign. They had four wins last week. Wins over Crown, Martin Luther, Bethy Lutheran, and Northwestern by a combined margin of 35 to 1. So, not much competition there. The Yellow Jackets finished the regular season with an 8 1 win over Northwestern that clinched their second straight UMAC regular season conference crown. Technically, it's the North Division crown, but they got a trophy and a banner out of it. So, I agree 100%. Yep. Uh, CJ Schaffner's team. Clinching that against Northwestern, of course, at the Johnson Tennis Complex in St. Paul on Sunday. In conference play, the Yellow Jackets on the men's side went 56-4 and in singles action and 28-2 and in doubles play. So their combined record in conference was 84-6 and in duels this year for the Yellow Jackets. Igor Getenchavez, meanwhile, was named UMAC Player of the Week for the fifth time this season, and he's probably going to be the conference player of the year. I would imagine he's yeah. in a pretty good position to be the conference player of the year. So that was uh, that was their week, and uh, again, congratulations to them. Um, you know, he's got a really good and a really young team. And young, that's the thing. That yeah, a young group. Yeah, and of course, twenty-two and three, ten and zero in the league. You know that you, you'll take that any time, mm-hmm. no matter how young they are, and that's what's more impressive, I think. Right. In a way, women's tennis, their season is over. They finished the regular season ten and thirteen, or finished the overall season. I'm sorry, excuse me, ten and thirteen, seven and three in the UMAC. They played five matches last week, winning three of the five to end the campaign. They defeated Crown 9-0 on Friday before downing Martin Luther and Bethany Lutheran by identical 7-2 scores on Saturday. The Yellow Jackets then fell to Northwestern 8-1 on Sunday at the Johnson Tennis Complex in St. Paul. And then UWS, in a play-in tournament game, fell against Morris 5-2 in the UMAC tournament in Morris, Minnesota on Tuesday. For the season, the Yellow Jacket women win 60-30 in conference duels between singles and doubles. So... 
But that also a very young team, by the way. Extremely. Yeah. I don't know. They're almost, I think they might be younger than the men even. They are. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, they didn't, you know, they may have lost the play-in, but still a pretty solid foundation. Won mm-hmm. 10 matches. Won three more than they won last year. Right. Last year they went 7-15. and 15. This year they go 10-13. and 13, So, mm-hmm. nice improvement there. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, uh, congratulations to them on a nice, you know, foundational uh, season to be able to build on for next year. Men's and women's outdoor track and field. Men's team had individuals compete at both the Phil Eston Challenge, hosted by UW Lacrosse on Friday and Saturday at Veterans Memorial Complex in Lacrosse. They also had individuals, or most of the team actually, at the Holst Invitational hosted by Concordia St. Paul at Seafoam Stadium in St. Paul. At the Phil Eston Challenge, UWS's Garrett Lynch and Errol Foster were the only non-WIAC competitors, so they came in kind of facing it's an uphill a battle. field. The Eston yeah. Challenge is kind of, like, it's almost like a mini national championships. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a big time event. Both of those individuals, both uh, Lynch and Foster competed in the decathlon on both days. Lynch and Foster each achieved new PRs in the decathlon with Lynch garnering 5,713 points over two days while Foster finished with 5,308 points for the two days. The rest of the Yellow Jackets were, like I said, at the Holst Invitational. Another loaded field. Yeah, and the Yellow Jackets were paced by Steven Pearson, who won the triple jump on the distance of 12.21 meters, which was also a PR for him. So congratulations to him. Mm-hmm. And on the women's side, UWS also completed at the Holst Invitational with paced by Taya Borner, who placed six in the 5,000 meters with a time of 21 minutes, 0.49 seconds, which was a PR for her. So nice, uh, nice showing there. And last but not least, men's golf competed at the Bobby Craig Invite, hosted by Gustavus Adolphus on Saturday and Sunday at the New Prague Golf Club and the LeSueur Country Club, respectively. The Yellow Jackets finished with a team score of 656 over the two days. They placed 18th in the team competition individually. UWS was led by Connor Willard, who finished with a two-day score of 119. And so They're listed as 18th on there, but I, I – I call them 17th. Okay. Because right ahead of them is Bethany. Okay. And Bethany played four golfers. Oh. Okay. So their score is obviously going to be lower. Oh, right. Yeah. So oh. 17, 18. Yep. Yeah. I, I tend to say, no, they weren't 18th. They were 17th. But there's, I mean, they're, again, you're six months from the last time you played unless you got a right. chance over yeah. the winter to go someplace. And it, it takes a while to knock off some of that rust. It does. You know? It does. And it does. Also playing without Charles Martin. Right. Yep. Who was doing the pro hockey thing? Uh, he's back now. Okay. And he'll be playing with them this weekend down in Edwood. So, and, he'll and at least get a round in. He's yeah. A, Chucky needs to get it in before the. He the, played three or four times. Okay. You know, out in Rapid City, as in, you know, during his, his pro hockey time. But he'll. Uh, he needs to get ready for the NCAA meet, just yeah. like the rest of the guys. Yeah. So, so he's yeah. going to get this event in here this weekend, and hopefully, get geared up for uh, for nationals just around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. They've got one more event, and then it's off to the NCAA uh, meet. So. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff happening right now, and uh, but it, almost all of it's good. So it is good. Yeah, that's the thing. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff happening right now. It's it's busy and only going to get busier here over the next couple of weeks. We'll take a break, and we will come back with our roundtable segment of Eye of the Swarm right after this. sure we're ready for this expansion of course we're ready for it it's a great idea let's celebrate with a vacation i'm thinking (laughs) hawaii we're ready for you is it okay if my friend comes with of course imagination's always welcome here 
Bring us your best ideas. Let's see how we can help. National Bank of Commerce. Imagination's welcome. We're back on the roundtable segment of this week's Eye of the Swarm, and we are going to refer to this as the extravaganza for more reason than one. First off, we uh, for the second time, we have a live studio audience here, so we do have a microphone available. If something is so incredibly riveting that you have to ask a question, by all means, pop up and ask a question. It was Tom Hansen's COM 110 class. And then, oh, oh round of applause. There oh, we go. round of applause. That's the first, I think. I, I'm looking for the applause light. I know, right? You know, like on the Tonight Show, but they don't have. Have we ever gotten an applause before? Did we do it the first? Did you? Tom? No, I don't no, think there was we? an applause. I don't on think that so. One. Yeah, this is a first. Yes, we just sat there and talked, and everybody just sat there and watched us talk pretty right. much. But yeah. Okay. So, well, we yeah. were talking to Tom, though, too. Yeah, so we were talking to Tom. That was so. a little more of a class thing. Well, I was wondering because I looked over and he was doing the come on, come on, and they kind of tuned out for a second there. But we did get the applause in. So good job, everyone. Well done. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it, is what we're trying to say. But at any rate, if you want to ask a question, the mic is there. Just signal the professor, and we'll get the mic turned on, and you can ask any questions you may have for me or Matt or your professor or. These two lovely ladies that are joining us as part of the extravaganza. Never before have we had two coaches from opposite programs. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a tad nervous. <laughs> but, but, different program. Tad what? nervous. But we should, we should preface this by saying, though, <laughs> that we've been trying to get these two in together for a while now. We have. This has been a plan. <laughs> We're here. So you've given us a meow, and now that really sad little. It's the best I have. Thing. I'm sorry, my the voice music is major in the back shot. of the room is not happy with I'm that. So that did not have I a good sound to it. Did not try to do any kind of Should we, should we do this? Should we just do the do 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 do? Like should we just do it that way? Is that better? Do 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 do. Should we just do it that way to introduce the? Uh, do you want the whole room to do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> just me. You want to utilize the studio audience for this? No. I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on them. They're supposed to be here just to watch us babble. So, yeah. Well, we've done a good job of that. At any rate. Coach Melissa Fracker, Yellow Jacket Softball, currently sitting one and a half games back in the UMAC standings. And plenty of time to go. And plenty of time to go because you have so many games in the span yeah. of a week. Yep, let's do it. Here. Right, Jenna? Away we go here. Most important part of the season is coming up. So, I, we, and no, we haven't had a, I mean, I'm sure there'll be one this weekend, but we haven't had a schedule change. In a week. John, why did you do that? Why did you do that? What's the record right now? You broke your own rule. (laughs) All the changes. I I feel lost without it, though. It's (laughs) it's like when the political campaign commercials end and you suddenly watch TV and everything's normal again. That's kind of what happened this week. There hasn't been a single one double header, and all of a sudden it's like, no, everything's on track. Everything's back to normal. No, you just did it. So now I don't know. I know. What the now week I know what's like, going to happen. You know exactly we're what the probably week looks like. Play You're going to Morris, and it's going to be wet. You go to Morris, play softball in a football stadium, and you know you're going to be hitting balls out into the football bleachers. Yeah, and... I like it. Oh, that the means professor we're winning, would like so his microphone good. turned on. Sanyu. Weather report from the women's tennis team. It was actually very warm and sunny, according to one of the students, uh, Dalen, on uh, yesterday. So warm and sunny in Morris. This is the weather report. Four days wow. later, the weather is going to be exactly the same? Question mark. Correct. <laughs> All right, I like it. Have you Meteorology. When you were on TV, Tom, did you warmer? Have It'll be warmer. Did you ever have a weather? I was a two-year weather anchor. That's how I started my television career. Yes, uh, because I could fill three minutes without having to stop or pause. 
So that was the key to the job. If you can work weekends and holidays when nobody else wants to work and can talk for three minutes, the job is yours. So no, I was, uh, well, it's when I was going to school here, actually. I was a graduate assistant here. And then I was, so I was working full-time, going to school full-time, and then doing weekend weather for two years. So wow. every day I had you at least one job. You sports because you only have two and a half minutes. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. All I needed to know was north, south, east, and west. And then whatever the National Weather Service had, then I was just pointing in that general direction. Does that make sense? Iron Range, Twin Cities. Portland. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Northwest Wisconsin. Correct. The Upper Peninsula. I never thought that would be the start of my career. But you take opportunities when they come up, right? I mean, that's that's how you get the experience. Play by play, started at Winona State. Nobody else was doing Winona State baseball. And I thought, well, somebody should be doing it. So next thing you know, for four years, I'm filling four hours on an afternoon all by myself. So that's where I learned to talk for four hours. Did you ever have to hook your gear up to a car battery down there? Uh, no, that is incorrect. I did that here. That was up here, though. <laughs> for UWS baseball, <laughs> that's right. that's baseball game, right through the dormitory to get the you know radio equipment set. But yeah, car battery. Got, best well, story and then ever. a lot of janitor's closets for UWS men's hockey over at the old Pioneer Hall. Uh, we had to do that a few times with a few extensions. So oh yeah, that was part of the. Just getting to the game wasn't. That was just the beginning of your experience. It was. Yeah. How are you going to get on the air from there? Yep. Pre yeah. pre phones, pre internet, pre everything. So yeah. Enough about me. This is Com 110, and your coach is here. So all right, that's all right. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So that's Coach Fracker and Coach Allison DeGroat, Yellow Jacket Women's Soccer, who uh, not in season, but I guess kind of in season. It's the non-trad. Yeah, non-try and trying to get in practices. What do you do in a non-traditional season? As much as possible. <laughs> a lot. Of and you, uh, ex- you expect them to maintain what they get in a non-traditional season? Uh, it's. In my in an ideal non-traditional season, the goal is player development. So the player the the goal is to give players as much individualized feedback as possible, put them in situations and scenarios where we can coach them and really focus on um, their long-term development in season. It can be obviously we want to develop players, but also we have a bigger picture focus of what can the team do, and oftentimes you have a game coming up, um, so we're intentional about when we give feedback in season and how we give feedback in season non-traditional season it's player development so 15 practices not that we'll get all 15 in this year because it's been a as we already mentioned it's been a wild spring so keeps giving it does keep giving it's almost it's the winter that keeps giving that's the thing yeah i mean i referred to it as february 80th last year last weekend yeah that was a terminology that i first heard from john munson Back in the day was, hey, we're on, you know, February 72nd now, and, mm-hmm. you know, temperature's in the mid-30s. Snow's pretty much gone, but it's still cold. Yeah. You know, and so that's kind of where we're at right now, actually. So how do you approach your non-trad? Um, Same for, way? Yes and no. For us, we're prepping for a season, but we have to get especially team culture, but it's also kind of the time that we're trying out because at the end of our non-trad, we want to have honest conversations with students, student athletes, just about where we see them and what they need to work on. So it's definitely evaluation, but then also seeing, yeah, like we think she could play third base at second base and maybe some outfield. Um, So for us, it's trying to set our players in a good place that they can basically take over because then we don't see them for three months. And then once we come back, it's basically five weeks until we play. So we need them to know what they need to work on so then they can individually work to be able to 
get going kind of in season. So we're up and running because five weeks isn't a whole lot of time to get ready to be able to play, you know, a season. So how do you, that would be really difficult. I would think to have that, that short stretch in the fall Mm -hmm. and then three months where nothing. Yeah. And, and obviously at, diff- at different levels, Division One is wide open. They can mm-hmm. do whatever they want. Yeah. Division Two has a little looser rules that way too. But in Division Three, it's like, nope, you are done at this point and that is it. It would be so hard to, to not be able to work with those athletes over that time. Yeah. I mean, because you, in, in a non-traditional season, I mean, you treat it sort of like in-season, I think, in terms of trying to keep everybody on the same page and, and working on, like you said, individual skills in women's soccer's case and then kind of running through some stuff also in fall ball for Coach Bracker and Coach Oaks. But, um, yeah, because you start, you stop, and then you start again. But the second start is where it really gets serious because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you're in season. If you're playing yeah. a spring sport and for, you know, Coach DeGroat and company, then you have a whole summer where there's three months off where, again, they're not doing really much. Hopefully they're doing something, but they're not in team organized activity before they start the preseason in late August. So, you know, yeah, there's, I mean, there's that weird kind of – it's sort of like men's golf in a way. Because men's yeah. golf, yeah, and talking about another strange sport, um, you know, you talk about a, a strange calendar for those guys. They, you know, they, they play throughout. They start real early in August with their season. They get done before anybody else. Well, they play shot. almost every day. Yeah, and they play almost every day. Over and then five weeks. that They get their entire season in right. five weeks. Then they play. They go to the conference meet. If you win conference, then you qualify for the NCAA national meet. But the national meet isn't until the spring. So you literally have to take it's seven months, later. yeah, seven months off, and then come back, get ready to play a national tournament after seven months of not hitting golf balls at all, because you got to go through the whole winter and everything else. So that's the strangest. But I, I, each sport has their own challenges in that regard in terms of like having a non-traditional season. Um, you know, for Coach Groat and Joe Mooney's team, it's kind of along the same lines, and you know, I, it, it's it is very unique. You know, not as quite as unique as golf is as it's structured right now, but. Yeah, it would be tough for me. I can say that. I can tell you that much. And I think for us, we're lucky because we're in opposite seasons because Allison is like my, am I crazy person? Like, can I talk to you? Am I crazy? Because when you get in season, like you're just in a bubble and it's so hard to like see outside of your bubble. So it's so nice to have a colleague that gets it, but they're not in season. So like she gets enough sleep most of the time. Most of the time. Right. Yeah. And then like has a really good sense of what's happening when you're in season. I like today I was like, oh my gosh, it's Thursday. Like we have a scheduling meeting. I better go to work. I didn't even know what day it was. So when you have things going on, it seems so serious in the moment. But outside of, like, your in-season bubble, like, it's really not. So it's so nice to have the colleague that I like to go and talk to to be in opposite seasons of me because she can just give me really good perspective, and hopefully I do the same for her when she's in season. So it's just comic relief and, like, an ability to step away from, like, taking everything way too serious because we're spoiled to get to coach a game, right? At the Mm -hmm. end of the day, we are coaches. It is a game. Like, we're so lucky to do what we do, but – it's hard to remember that when you're like five weeks in and a hundred scheduling changes in and having no idea if you're inside or outside and what the weather's going to do. So it's nice to have Allison as that I think it's person. only been 27 scheduling changes, well, but okay. who's counting? So I was wrong, I guess, I but it's, it feels like it. I mean, those games at Northwestern got put off twice. Yeah, they so did. The 27 scheduling changes that then change the other practices right, yeah. indoor outdoor i like, did not count schedule yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. so like game yeah. game My changes mistake. 27 but there are 
you know, and it's the domino our, effect of those changes. When it comes to practice, yeah, so practice will now be. <laughs> yeah, and you're working with like track and tennis and baseball to figure out, okay, what can we do inside? What can we do outside? Are you staying in? Or are you going out? Okay, we use the high school field. So when do they have practice? Oh, they have games, so you have right. to do this. Huh. So wow. it's just and then you amazing. get the soccer non-trad season. There you go in there too, which has been fun for you, I'm sure mm. too. So it's yeah. <laughs> she looks at me. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> I'm not gonna bring it up. It's okay. <laughs> so all of that kind of put together, it's really nice to have somebody that you can talk to that's not in the middle of all of it because. They understand you, but they're not living it in the moment. Yep. So, 100%. And it, it's kind of, I'm, I'm sure it's not something that we're exclusive to here. I would like to think it is because it would distinguish us a little bit. But it, it seems like on, on our hallway up there, there is a lot of, everybody's door is open and there is a lot of, am I crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and it's, it, you could pretty much go into just about any office and say, mm-hmm. am I crazy for losing my mind over scenario a or mm-hmm. am i crazy for fill in the blank yeah absolutely and i would say it's nice and you know allison obviously can speak to it too but we have so many different styles of coaching in our hallway that it's so nice to be like this isn't working like do you have an idea what do you do when this happens like i just don't feel like i'm getting through to my team or i just don't feel like we're in the right place here's what's going on like do you have like anything that you can share with me that works for your team. So that's a really nice part. Yeah. I've I've said for a while now, one of the reasons I wasn't sure I wanted to be a coach was because especially division three, I love the division three model. It's what speaks to me and my values the most by far. Um, But also we don't have the resources. So as a division three coach, you often don't have a full-time assistant coach. And I didn't like the idea of running a program alone. So that's why I I was like, I don't know if I want to be a head coach. Coming to a place like Superior and and having been here the last six years, it is so nice to feel as though, well, I might be the only full-time staff for my team. There are so many people helping to ensure that our team is getting better. There's so many people that care about my players like I care about my players. There's so many people that are are doing so much of the lifting around me, whether it's sports information staff, our athletic training staff, which we have a phenomenal athletic training staff, PJ in the weight room, other coaches that I can just pop into their office. I, I just feel our athletic director, Nick Bursick, who does such a good job of taking care of a lot of the details while also being able to keep the big picture stuff going forward. Like I just feel so grateful to feel like I'm still on a team working toward goals and working with people that care about me and care about my players the way I care about my players. So it's very collaborative. I think it we've talked about this. That's yeah. probably yeah. the right word. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it it's the entire athletic department is very collaborative. Um, you know, and I've, I'm not up there as much as you guys are because mm-hmm. you all, all have offices on that floor, obviously, but just from observing. All of our offices yeah. are your office, Matt. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> really, that's really. I go in and out of everybody's <laughs> offices at some point during the year. But I'm the um, lucky last one. So yeah, she's on the very end of the hall. But even just observing, even if I'm like sitting there waiting to interview a coach or something like that in the hallway, I'll watch you guys like go back and forth and talk with each other. And it's like, that's very cool. I don't know, like you said, if every athletic department has that advantage where coaches from different sports are free to just kind of go and seek out other coaches and say, Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going on? You know, can you help me with this? Or, you know, how's this going to work out? And, and they're just, it is very collaborative across the board, you know, and that goes for Nick too. 
yeah. you know, and you and everybody else yeah. in, in sports information, you know, and sports communication. Everybody is it's a very collaborative atmosphere, which is, I think, you know, how athletics should be. I think it should be very collaborative. Do the athletes feel that? Do the athletes feel that? Yeah. As we ask the audience yeah. in the back of the yeah. room, yeah. do the athletes feel that too? Up here, Garrett. We'll start with Garrett. Okay. Oh, yeah. You got this is the podcast. This is an audio podcast. So you got to be able to hear that. So we'll start with Yeah, audio's on. Audio's on. Okay, so the biggest thing for track is you can walk into Tony or you can walk into Glenn's office and you can sit in their chairs and you can talk with them for 30, 40, an hour about what's on your mind. And they, they'll sit there. They'll listen. They'll answer any questions. So, like, the one day I, I had about an hour and a half, two-hour conversation with Tony. I kept trying to lead. <laughs> so if, you, if you know Tony, it's it's hard to leave his office because he's he's got stuff on his mind twenty four seven. So yeah, that's what I got. That's my favorite line of the evening. That, that's we've been doing this for four years. That is my favorite one so far. Yeah. I was trying to lead. Garrett, by the way, uh, you just started hurdles, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. A new skill he's learning How do your in, shins feel? in season. He's learning a new skill. Feels, yeah. yeah, go back up. Yeah, How yeah. do the shins feel? My shins actually feel great. It's just my, like, heels. Okay. Yeah. That's the only part that hurts so far. Okay. Okay. Good for you. But yeah. it doesn't take much for me to go over the hurdle. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a through the hurdle. <laughs> I'm That's, under with the height. Yeah, you're I'll the under the hurdle. Right under That's how I was right away. I was through the hurdle. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's uh, why I asked about your shins. Yeah. Okay. I've only hit my shins like twice. So. Oh, that's really good. Well done. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to compete on Friday hurdles again. Awesome. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Awesome. Good. For the most part. Yeah. Best awesome. of luck. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Garrett. How about you, Jenna? How do you feel? You're a multi-sport girl. Go ahead. Get on up there. I'm not oh, pushing you there we go. Jenna Hoops. Right on there, Jenna. A lot of pressure. She's the girl that gets the base hits with bases loaded, so I know she can handle it. <laughs> No, I think it's a very collaborative environment. I have coaches, like, from other sports that say hi to me that I don't even know who they are. And I'm like, who, who are you? But they say, they say hi to me. So, yeah, I think it's very collaborative. It's like me in September when athletes will go, hey, what's up? And you're going, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah. What sport they, or sports they play. I've had that happen, too, where I'm walking through the hall. Like, hey, good to hey, see you. Hey, good to see you, Matt. It's like. Good to see you, too. Good luck. And it's nice because yeah, with it's Jenna, like... she is at the end of the classroom a lot because she is a HHP major, right? So I always, like, I'll just see her as I'm walking to my office, and I just give her, like, a little curtsy or, like, a little bow or something Did just to just make her laugh. Curtsy? Whatever it takes to yes. make her laugh in the middle of class. It happens, right, Jenna? Yep. All the time. Or I just wave at her, and she's just on her computer, and all of a sudden she'll look up, and I'm just, like, waving frantically at her through the window. So it's... Yeah. It's just oh, that must be nice in class. It's yeah. just like, don't it worry, it's just my, my softball day. coach. Yeah. It's, it brightens her day. See? <laughs> so the curtsy and the bow works. But that's that kind of stuff, though, that like you guys do naturally that I don't know if coaches do everywhere else. You know, have fun with it. Like, if you go to Coach LeGroat's office, usually there's like three or four players and they're all bunched in there. Like, I've, I've walked by your office so many times and just seen your players just sitting there doing whatever. You know, some of them are studying, some of them are just sitting there. It's, it's, just from, a very open atmosphere. Or my my beautiful art b- dry erase board. There's new <laughs> art every day. Yeah, the yeah, gnome it's... is the gnome still there? The, the gnome had to come down because we were we were looking for more spring weather rather than oh. winter, and we were trying to get spring weather vibes. I love so the gnome. we. It's a winter gnome. 
It, well, it was a winter gnome, yes. Yeah, it I thought was, it was like, in the winter, yeah. so it stayed around a little too long, yeah. I think. I thought also, the gnome was it, never I mean, the gnome was also a, a spring thing. You see plenty of them in gardens. It was not a yeah. garden gnome. It was uh, more of like a Santa Claus elf gnome yeah. than it was a garden gnome. Couldn't you just change um, the hat? I, I was not the artist, no. and so we decided to go with frogs. There's two. One looks like a turtle and has a belly button, which turtles do not have belly buttons. But then the know? other one is very frog-like. So you can come you, check out my art anytime. How do you know turtles don't have belly buttons? For those of you who do not know, uh, Coach the Groats uh, whiteboard <laughs> is sort of like it's sort of an, an exercise in like stream of consciousness thought. Like That's there's everything true. on there from like game like lineups to just random art by her players. Like mm-hmm. and there's hi Allison and you know all this kind of stuff or I love you and all the I mean it's it's got it's it's a very wide ranging whiteboard there's a lot of stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. I only got five more minutes with class. I, if they want to stay, they can. But to continue on with the collaborative, you have Jenna here and she, as you know, plays two sports. Mm-hmm. So um, first off, Jenna, is that kind of why you came here? But then also, did you want to play two? And then how did not that how do you share a player, but how do you share a player? Right? I mean. Probably different sports. How do you do well, it? I mean, that, to me, that's going to be because... a challenge. I mean, I can't imagine having, yeah. How do you do it? Because you're getting end of non-trad softball overlapping with hockey and then yeah. hockey overlapping with yeah. the start of softball season. Yeah. Right, yeah. And if they make any kind of a run in a national mm-hmm. tournament, there's a chance they're going to miss Florida. So yeah. there's some give and take there among coaches that has to happen. Sure. Correct? I would love to hear Jenna's perspective. <laughs> She's the one that goes through um, it. So Yeah, I mean, it's challenging, but I – I like going from one season to the next, keep me busy. And um, both coaches are very aware of the situation on both ends. So they work with me, whether I need to get hitting in the winter or whatever. So it was nice to see Dano at the softball games the other day, too. Yeah. Like, and I hadn't seen Dano in a while. women's hockey team, shout out to the entire women's <laughs> hockey team fantastic. that showed up for Jenna. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, and I'm they... so glad there was a timeout right before you're at bat. That was so much fun. Yeah, they were they were into it. I mean, it was to the point where I turned and looked at Junior like, "Wow, women's hockey, they're into it down there." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's cool. That's one of the things also I see um, in terms of collaboration is that a lot of the other athletes from other teams also come and cheer and usually cheer pretty loudly for other teams on campus, and that's pretty cool. Men's soccer is notorious for it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, basketball had a run there too with men's hockey, for instance, where they were they were pretty loud and boisterous as well. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's been something that's been building a little bit too, but I, I, I attribute that though to, again, the kind of collaborative atmosphere of the entire department. I don't know if you feel the same way, but that's, it's been, it's, it's been a labor of love to be honest with you. I mean, it's something that started, you know, over 10 years ago. And I I remember the first time we did the the swarm night and an athlete came and said, that was fun. (laughs) we should do that more often. And I said, you know, you don't have to be forced to go. <laughs> you can go anytime you want and it's free. You don't have to pay yeah. for it. It's completely yeah. up to you yeah. to create that atmosphere every time you go. Right. Yeah. You know, but it, it but there, I think there's also that, well, I'll, I'll go, but I'm not going to be loud. Cause I don't, I don't want to look like an idiot. I'm not going to make <laughs> a fool out of myself again, power and numbers. If there's a hundred of you all sitting together, then you're just one big idiot. And one big fool. Well, and that's, that, I mean, that's our motto, Allison. I feel like that's our yeah. motto. Why'd you have to come there's, for there's us? Like, us together. There, well, and that's so, it just increases that atmosphere. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and going back to, uh, I don't know, the video still online of, uh, on the YouTube uh, page for the men's soccer team during the basketball playoff games and stuff like that, oh, where I'm they, sure. yeah, where they, they really go crazy. Like, men's soccer does all kinds of 
they do chance and they they do the roller coaster thing and they i mean they do there was a bunch of that i remember when we were hosting playoff games for the women for basketball especially and with the conference title on the line men's soccer comes out and they just go crazy and they're one of those groups that doesn't care about making fools of themselves as long as they're all doing it together so um but that's that's a kind of atmosphere though that has been kind of building a little bit more mm-hmm. amongst the student body and and the other teams i think are getting really involved in it athletes we're, in the room we're all gonna yeah how important is that yep and then we gotta go do you so. enjoy going to other teams games do you wish teams more came to your games do you we have to be forced to go to games i mean we got all the athletes in the room let's talk about it a little bit before you all have to go or not. This is a two-minute warning. Don't so everybody yeah, jump up, up yeah, at exactly. once. Jackson. Come on, baseball. Be we got brave. tennis. We got on, basketball. Oh, here we got comes baseball. basketball. Risk. Jackson. Um, yeah, I'm on the basketball team. You guys are talking about uh, like the playoff games, those soccer guys. That was a really fun environment having all those guys out there. They had like a big drum. They were banging yep. it all the time. They were singing songs during guys' free throws. And it was just really cool because they were across our bench. So either us on the bench or them on the other side, any opponent in any corner they're not having a good time over there so yeah it was fun to get on them get with them and same thing when they're you know when they're playing we like to go to their games we like to cheer on those guys and you know just give them the same energy they give us and just know that the drum is available to go to any game <laughs> yeah the drum is something of a uh, tradition is, do a, so do you have a violin yeah. is there a violin oh, no, but I know maybe, 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 maybe you should get a violin right <laughs> If she wants to come and violin the national anthem, we can do that too. Yeah, we can definitely do that at some point. Yeah, for sure. Tennis, baseball, Tanner from baseball. Yes. Nice. Yeah, there Tanner. we go. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, we haven't had the opportunity because we've had very minimum home games, but it's been fun going to other sports because at the D3 level, you have a lot of classes with those people, so you can become better friends with them and all that stuff. So it's kind of cool to see that. I'm going to ask you because you're standing at the mic. What changes from high school to college? Because in high school, everybody goes to games, everybody dresses up, everybody goes crazy. Then you get to college, and it's like, you know, I, yeah. I'm gonna binge watch tonight instead of go to a game. Or what study? Ch- or they're studying? Oh, study. sure. We'll they're go with that. Out. You know, because so athletes have a good GPA. <laughs> so what? What? Where's the change? Um, I think it's you're you're paying more for your education. So for a lot of the um, people that go to the games and stuff, they might, I mean, they, some people stay in and study just because they take their education more seriously in college. In high school, it's kind of fun. Well, I could study or I could go to the game and just have fun with my friends. And so that's kind of the aspect that changes, I think. Think of it as a two-hour study break. Right. Get away. Relieve the pressure a little bit. And well, and that is one of those things. Game. Game. I understand what he's saying because well, I, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. everybody's everybody's schedules yeah. are different now. Yeah, because in high school everybody goes to school completely. at the same time, and yeah. and just your demand as you get obviously more advanced towards your degree, it's just harder and harder, right? That's why you go from one to two to three hundred. It's the amount of hours you should right. be putting in per class. So. Right. Tennis want to say anything? No. All right. With that, uh, like there, I love Tanner's. Uh, he's got a, academics. They got to get to class. So. <laughs> Our class time is over, so for coming, thank everybody. you, Brent. Let's hear a round of applause, everyone. Let's uh, so hear the audience. Good job, Jenna. Two rounds. In thank one you, show. coaches. Thank you, John. Oh, thank you, Matt. Thank you, you they have to thank go to their Tom. next class now, okay, or so eat, or practice, or depart. thank you. If you don't have class, you want to stick thank around. You. By all yeah, yeah, you don't you have class. Around. You're free to stay. Yeah. Okay, Jenna. I might be back, but it's okay. You can go enjoy lunch. It's okay. Thanks, Tom.
I'll Bye, be Tom. Back. Thank you. I'll be back. Okay. And just like that, it gets all quiet in here now. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Now we have our our true roundtable session here. Yes. Well, um, I, actually, that that was I mean, that was a roundtable. It was good it was, to have a, that yeah. in here. And, yeah, that was cool, and, and be able to get some of that commentary from from the students. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it, you know, this is something that we started I think last semester. Yeah. With, uh, the first time we did it, and that was more of an introduction to kind of like what me and John do, and and kind mm -hmm. of a, we had a little bit of a Q and A at the end, but this was more interactive, I think, and. You know, that was something I know that we're talking about, and I hope we do it again in the future, Tom, because I, I, yeah. it's great for the students, I think, to well, come it's, in. It's a it. well, last I, session. He doesn't have to plan for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the You're plan welcome, was, Tom. are you doing it today? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tough to plan. At about you know, 9 o'clock like schedule changes. Like, hey, are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, talking about like, schedule changes, I go, well, I could prepare a class, <laughs> which I did. I, of course, did, um, which we'll do Tuesday now. But, yeah, no, this I agree, because they don't get to see that experience. Uh, they listen to podcasts. Obviously, they're, you know, this class has even more athletes, um, you know, so I think it was great to see that even the coaches here. I, I literally said I have no idea what's about to happen up here because I literally had no Neither idea what was about to happen here. <laughs> Only to find out you hadn't even started before we got here. So here I talked you up like this. It's going to be some amazing radio here. And they got some amazing personalities is what they got. Well, but, no, thank you. It was a lot of fun. And, yeah, let's try and do it every every semester if that yeah, works man. out. If you keep having a 10 o'clock o'clock podcast, I got a 10 o'clock class. So. Thank that's you. So this is great. And, and coaches, thank you. Thanks you're for what welcome. you do and take your time out. I mean, that's you're busy. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, you're you're welcome, and it's fun. I wish I could go to more games, and I will now once you're once it gets warm. Yeah, we got a solid one more home game, so we'll knock on wood. We got more after that. I'll just be cleaning up here a little bit, so never mind me. But thank you. Nice right. job. And thanks, Tom. Thanks for having class. Thank Tom, you, Mr. Hanson. See you. And uh, yeah, it's a great group. Uh, thanks for the student athletes, and they're great. Um, it's been a lot of fun working with them. So. Thank you. You don't have to clean up, Tom. We'll get it. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. We'll get it. Yeah. I made the mess. Right. Here, this is yours, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. I got to go get some popcorn now. Yeah, yeah. you do. I gotta it's go get, free. Go get some popcorn. <laughs> free, free. <Yeah. laughs> popcorn for Mr. Hanson. That's yeah. his reward. <laughs> Some of this went in the hall. I the Holden's 50th anniversary tomorrow. The Holden building. I probably should put the Holden furniture back where i got it that would be so, a good idea so for the celebration so i'll at least do that i'll, I'll put those five back <laughs> at least on, he's on top of that part of it so there you go oh my gosh this is the uh this is going to be this is the this is stream of consciousness roundtable yes yeah. that's exactly what this is well well put that's two stream of consciousness references you've made in this one well that's but it is kind of like that's that's what roundtables are correct you know even when you have quote unquote the extra extravaganza you know we're really just kind of shooting from the hip here which yeah, is I, you know that that's what makes it fun, though, is the fact that there really isn't a set. Uh, wow. <laughs> is it shooting from the hip or just giving? Yeah, getting the double guns. I am. I am. That's a great. That's a great term, though, isn't it? Like shooting from the hip. Yeah. I, in terms of not actually shooting someone from the hip. I think we all know what it means. Yeah, I was hoping that. that the metaphor wouldn't be. <laughs> we did, got but, it. But um, but that's what makes the podcast fun for me is the fact that we're never quite sure where it's going to go. Right. And so that's why having days like today is so much fun yeah, for today us. Today was the great unknown. Yeah, this because we were literally kind of just jumping in with both, you know, another metaphor, jumping into the deep end of the pool and just seeing if we could swim. <laughs> and it, I, it went well. I, it, I, so I, far. It was really good. Yeah. So far. But the the double guns that we just saw, <laughs> I mean, that's – but honestly, that, that's part of the reason that these two are here. Exactly. <laughs> now we could be ourselves. Well, but – I, I want 
individually, I want you to, to explain the connection. I don't know. There's no that's it. part of the connection, though. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. so I want you to explain the connection. Uh, because when we, we started talking about branching out, because his origin was just one coach, then it was a coach and an athlete. We've done two athletes, we've never done two coaches. Right. So, well, and this has been, like we, I said, a brainchild maybe of ours. mistakenly, yeah. I don't know, chose mistakenly. these two. Oh, my goodness. I said maybe, maybe we'll chose these bit. two. I'm going to distance because myself from that comment. <laughs> there is a there's a connection here. How, how was that formed? Where did that come from? I don't even know, <laughs> honestly. So it happened bad. slowly because yes. when, when Fracker first joined the athletic department, COVID was, like, up and running, and we weren't – we were doing more, I was doing more working from home than working from the office. So like it, our friendship formed over like a couple, couple years. Um, I think we started getting closer when I started, I went to your playoff, mm -hmm. uh, the UMAC playoffs at Scholastic. I almost went to every, almost every game. Um, and I think that's when we started hanging out and talking more. But I think one of the reasons why we connect so well some people mistakenly in the athletic department tell us we're the exact same person. And the reality is we are very different humans. We just are both loud females. So <laughs> that really is the common thread. Um, when, when Fracker made the joke earlier about like soccer, we, we do like we, we had a team meeting the other day, not that long ago. And one of my players was like, are we going to sit around and talk about our feelings again? And I was like, yes, yes, we are going to sit around and talk about our feelings. And um, Fracker does a little less of that than I do. Um, so we are very different humans, but we are both like loud and enjoy being goofy and um, rambunctious and spirited and energized and passionate. Um, but our and we share similar values. Uh, we care really deeply about our athletes and really deeply about the work that we do. But w our ways of doing that work is a slightly different, for sure. It's yeah, interesting to watch for me. I'm just going to interject here because one of my favorite interviews ever <laughs> was with Coach DeGroat when she came out of Fracker's office. And it turned out she had stolen her chair and stolen the softball helmet. <laughs> She'd been twirling around in her chair. She comes down and I'm like doing like the season because this was the year that we were expecting big things from women's soccer to finally break through and win that conference crown. The poll had come out. They were the preseason favorite. <laughs> I came into the office, and I was sitting in her office, and all of a sudden I hear this person coming down the hallway, and it's Coach DeGroat, and she is really, really busy. And I'm stumbling she, around. And stumbling <laughs> around with a softball helmet on her head that she happened to steal from Coach Fracker's office, and she comes in to her office, and she sits down, and she says, well, should we talk about soccer? <laughs> I was like, okay. And she said, you want to do it like this with this helmet on my head? I'm like, why do you have that helmet on your head? And she said, well, I was just spinning around in Fracker's office in her chair, and now I'm really dizzy, and I was afraid I was going to fall and hit my head. So I had to put a helmet on so I wouldn't have any head trauma. And I thought, okay, this is this is going to be the best like season preview interview ever. <laughs> and it, it will live on in uh, in my broadcast career. I <laughs> That's good. But that kind of explains like how comfortable they are with each other, though. That that was my the bigger point I'm going to here is that you guys, you're almost like sisters. You you strike me as sisters, really, in a way. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. Yep. Yeah, I mean, because I would, agree. Yeah. I, would, I would say, and, and the relationship between the two teams is really interesting as well, both your teams, because yeah. athletes from both teams 
also go into each, uh, the other coach's office. Yeah. Well, they just know if yeah. I don't find my coach in that office, I'll just go to her second office. So whether yeah. it's my office or Allison's office, you're going to find us somewhere. So mm-hmm. just yeah. check the first one and then just keep on going and check mm-hmm. the second one. That's so. a very sisterly connection. That's the best yeah. thing I could. I mean, their personalities are very different. And for people who don't know that, you know, I mean, you and I know that because we, we work with them pretty consistently. But um, for people who don't know, the biggest connection that I see, and this is just from the outside, because I don't spend every waking moment with you guys. Um, I probably thank God for you guys. But anyway. Um, just Thursday afternoon. Both, but the, the thing that the common thread for me is the fact that both of your motivations come from the same place, and that's a big heart and a big love for your players and your programs. And that is, I think, the, the biggest, um, the biggest like, you know, common denominator, I think, as to you, you may go about it a little bit differently, but the overall motivation and the overall, you know, love for your players and your programs is what drives everything that they both do. And I think they both recognize that in each other too. Yeah. I think we balance each other out really, really well. I don't think that if there was a coach just like me, I would have the ability to like connect with them in the same way, just because when I'm in season, it's like my to-do list and get it done. And then it's so great because Allison will just come up behind me and like try to kick my feet out from underneath me <laughs> or like whip me isn't in the wonderful? ponytail. Isn't that wonderful? And it's like reminds me that, oh yeah, this is fun. Like stop. And then hopefully if she's ever in her head or has things going on that way, that I also have the ability to like roll her down the hallway in a chair and be like, stop it. Get out of your head. Have some fun. Especially when we both practice at like six, seven, eight o'clock at night, because really there's no one else around. It's just us waiting for practice in the hallway and that's like when we have the most fun because we want to be respectful during the day because there are people that like to work in their office and like get things done we don't have the ability to sit for three four five hours quietly in our office i get more done if i work for two hours and like get up for like 15 minutes and then go back to work and all of that stuff and we like to work together too which we are still getting work done just so everybody knows even if we're working in each other's offices Things are getting done for the most part. So for it's, the, it's still for the happening. most part. Um, but it's just so much fun to come to work to have a colleague, but also someone that is, yes, your colleague, but also genuinely your friend that you feel like is pulling for your program, for your kids. Um, it's just it's fun to come to work. Um, so that's like the best I can say. But Alvin? yeah, I had a we were I was sitting in Frecker's office not that long ago and Frager is in season going going through it and one of my players says something about I don't know if I need to take this class or what I need to do next academically and Frager's just like well pull up a chair like let's figure this out and gets on her computer and starts working on one of my players academic needs and I was just like this is I, I mean that's so cool that's so cool that again there there there's a coach there's a friend of mine that cares so much about my players that even though she's going through it and she's in season if my player says something and I'm there, I could have done it like, but she just jumped on it because that's who she is. So, and I mean, to give a compliment right back, cause it'll make her uncomfortable. Cause I know she loves compliments. Like anytime we have a game or anything, Allison's like, what can I do? Can I go and get you something? Do you need me to do something? Just let me know because she knows it's tough. I mean, we both have phenomenal assistant coaches, but at the end of the day, we're the only full-time person on our staff and it's really hard to do it all. Um, so it's just nice to have that person. And normally it's like, no, I'm all good. It's like, do you need coffee? Have you eaten today? Like, do you want me to go get you lunch? Um, so it's nice to have that person to 
take care of you, knowing that we don't necessarily really take care of ourselves very well nope. during season. Nope. So, and if we were in the same season, which I think the first year we were, which probably helped us connect a little bit because yeah. you were in the spring that first season. <laughs> Um, so that everybody made it was fun. in the spring yes. that first season. Oh so my gosh. Garbs, it was yeah. the best. The worst. Garbs, it was the best. Semester of my life. <laughs> well, I don't know. It was fun for us. So I don't know why it was. It was, it was wild fun. and wacky. The there were some things happening. The weather was phenomenal. The weather was amazing. Phenomenal. Thankfully, because if they had been bad, then it really would have been. Everyone would have been the grumpiest. Luckily, yeah. the, luckily, the weather was great and we didn't have to do 100. Oh my gosh. Schedule changes. Poor Garbs. It would have been an early retirement for that was the worst there. year ever. And it I'm, was, it was worse. I'm sure so many of your so many of your student workers are athletes, so they're all in season. Yeah, and so everybody was sorry, in season at once. Well, it's you know what's interesting, and I, I'm going to go off of this too because you guys were talking about how you help each other out on game day. It filters down to your players, trust me, and because Jenna Lang and Zoe Thompson have gotten to be very close friends, and it's gotten really interesting to watch them, especially since Zoe does basically PA for women's soccer all the time. Yeah, feels like. Like she does their games on PA quite a bit. Jenna Lang the other day was doing the scoreboard for your soft. And every time Zoe came up, Jenna would sit up and she'd start clapping and being like, come on, come on. You know, it, it, there, there's a, a kind of a bond that kind of goes along with that. that I think that filters down from you guys into your players as well. Yeah, and I think it's expressed that way. Yeah. yeah. And now our, our first years are pretty close as well. Yeah. And that's cool to see. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's both the division three experience we want our players to have, but I think, and I think we both do a good job of also showing up to each other's stuff and showing our teams this is how you support other athletic teams. Like, you can't expect um, – and everybody does that. It's so much fun. Like, at the softball game the other day, it was cold, but I think almost every team was represented. Other coaches were there. That is also a fun part about this job. But, again, I think that starts with coaches, right? So – Allison shows up to my game, so our players on softball knows that Allison supports them, and we're definitely out there in the sleet watching them win championships. So it, it it's just that give and take. Um, but if we didn't have this interaction, I think it would be less likely that our players would then have that interaction unless they did it kind of on their own. So and it's okay to cheer for other teams and like be goofy and be uncomfortable because reality is when you're kicking the ball, when you're hitting the ball, like you're on your own. And you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, so I think that we definitely give them a great example of what that <laughs> looks like at all times. So it, it filters down even further than that, though. I mean, I I bring my kid to work. Right. You yeah. know, I don't hesitate letting him go in anybody's office. And I think for the most part, the people on our floor are very tolerant of mm -hmm. him. And he can be a handful sometimes. But they don't mind if he just walks into their office. Sometimes he delivers cookies. Yes. Other times Banana he bread. wants coach to push him down the hall on the chair. That's I've it. seen, I've like seen that, that personally his, happen. That was yeah. his favorite day in our building was when she pushed him up and down the hall for a half an hour yeah. on that chair. And coach Fracker, <laughs> coach Fracker seems to have bonded with Teddy very closely. He's the best. He's just – and, like, obviously kids at home are slightly different because Correct. you see them in all types of – moods and attitude good and bad but like when teddy comes in his like he's just so infectious like his laugh and his smile and just his excitement about life how can you not want to go and hang out with him like he's just so excited to be there at like just the offices and i'm like you want to hang out with him great yes take please him. take him <laughs> especially on like snow days i'm like yes like i have not had practice because 
again, we are coaches because we are not meant to sit in an office for Amen. eight, nine, ten hours a day and just hang out. We need interaction. So if we're not doing softball stuff or I'm not interacting with other coaches, I mean, what's better than Teddy? Like, let's go play and have some fun, Teddy. Well, and Coach Mooney's daughters had the same experience. Yep. When when he used to bring, um, you know, Kayla and Alexa up, they had pretty much the same experience, I think, that Teddy's having, which is speaks a lot to, the like I said, the coaching staff as a whole. In fact, everybody kind of accepts that part of it and because, you know, most of the coaches, not all of them, but, you know, most of them are, are, are have young kids. A lot and, of them have yeah. young kids. That, yep. that and so it's, it's a very, like, family-like atmosphere because whenever the coaches bring their kids, it's it's a welcoming thing. It's not like, oh, my gosh, I got I can't deal with your kid right now. I've got to, you know. No, everybody, all the coaches pretty much step up and, and uh, you know, not necessarily always entertain the kids, but are very welcoming of the kids and accepting of them. And that helps, you know. I no, mean, absolutely. Does. Yeah. Absolutely does. I mean, not to brag, but I think Teddy's first in-person sporting event at UWS might have been softball. Yes. Uh, the first, yeah, the first one I brought him to, he was a month old. Yeah. Was a softball game. He was teeny game, tiny, yeah. And I had to – he was in the stroller sleeping yeah. the entire time. But it was it was funny because you weren't even here no, yet. No, no. You weren't even here yet. Then I show up, and the team runs off the field. To see the they, they're going through the yeah. warm-up. And Versick looks at me like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> they all wanted to come and look at the baby. Yeah. And he kind of became a mascot for the rest of that day. <laughs> you know, by and large, but yeah, as he got a little bit older then his, his, yeah. his first events there were for softball games. Cause he was up at the tournament in St. Scholastica yep. and that was one that he actually remembered. And he has a super fondness for Jenna Lang as well. He does. Jenna's yeah. is his favorite yep. without a doubt. Yep. You know, he, he so really, it's a, it's a point of pride with her, it, 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 but it's, it's really simple. I mean, yeah. they acknowledge his existence. Yeah. You know, he's got his favorites on the hockey team too, because when he comes to the rink, there's two guys that say hi to him every single time. Those are his favorite people, mm-hmm. and he talks about them all mm-hmm. the time. They're not quite at the same level as Jenna is, because Jenna is hands down his favorite human being on the planet, more so than mom and dad, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> but he he has yeah they yeah. acknowledge his existence, and right. it, it just it goes down the whole hallway. He's comfortable around everybody up there, yep, because you know they 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 acknowledge him and they treat him fine. Well, and he knows he's in a safe space, which is nice, mm-hmm. you know, because. You know, kids at that age, you're, you're, you're talking about stranger danger and trying to make sure that they, but, you know, you can tell that Teddy really has, he knows that he's accepted and that he's not in any danger there. And that's good. Yeah. That's good because we have good people up there. Right. You know, so. And I think that just goes back. I mean, we talk about, I mean, Nick runs the department. Relationship building is a huge part of our department and he drives that. So whether it's Teddy at four or student athletes or recruits or other coaches like that's just a big part of what our department drives so it's no surprise that kids that come in get the same experiences hopefully our student athletes do because you don't just turn that on and off right Right. Mm -hmm. you're not just having fun with four-year-olds and then all of a sudden you're like okay now i'm super serious like let's go and just be a softball coach no like i'm doing the same thing like i'm bothering jenna when she's in class just for a second tom just a second not long but i just want to wave at her and like make her laugh right so it's it's just a fun thing about being a coach and getting to interact with like other humans that you have to build that relationship and sometimes you do it by pushing a four-year-old or an adult coach down the hallway. Whichever, <laughs> whichever one. I can matter. attest. It's very whichever fun. One. It's very fun. I hope you enrolled to one of my classes. Yeah. I, hope, I hope you did when you were enrolling. You need a question. Yeah. <laughs> but what I wanted to add here was 
and, and I know the student academic experience is important for the posting, but the, the support I get on the academic side. So if there's a concern, I know obviously the coaches would be concerned. And so it's a give and take where, you know, certainly they're invested in their athletics here, and there's no question about that. And if, if there's ever a topic, I, I certainly want to address that certainly with the student, but also make, you know, the, the coaches, not just these two, but all of them say, hey, I know that, you know, these are, it's fun to watch the academic success of the student athletes and um, the support we get uh, from the coaches, I think is outstanding. I don't know if anybody probably shares that, but I, I know that uh, if there's a concern, I certainly uh, touch base with the coaches and, and you have all done a wonderful job uh, helping the student assistants, uh, you know, when, when needed. And it doesn't always happen, but at times, you know, there are, as you talked about, it's challenging at times. So, yeah. So thank you to coaches. And, and again, it goes to your whole staff, right? And you talked about Nick and, yep. and then the administration. And so that mm -hmm. whole student athlete experience uh, is important. You talked about how well they do in, in the classroom. So uh, thank you, coaches, too. With that, I got to go to another class. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, see, you, see you later. Thanks, 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 Thanks for what you guys do. Yeah, today. Yep. Thank yep. you. Yeah. Uh, I know this has been a really long roundtable segment, so we'll go ahead and cut this one out here. But uh, did this go as we expected it to go? I um, was not expecting anything. So, <laughs> so yes. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought it would be really fun to get these two together um, just because it is a special relationship. Um, in a department that's full of special relationships, you know, you guys have one of the better ones, uh, one of the more, you know, uh, interesting Aww, ones to observe. Interesting <laughs> ones to observe. I'll well, take interesting there's, there's, in a good way. And the reason why I say interesting is because there's multi-layers to it. <laughs> and that's, well, what time uh, so, of day is it? Yeah, is well, it in the morning? We're quiet. It's, it's multi, Around lunchtime, yeah. we're going to get lunch. And then after 6 o'clock, that's when... We're either whipping each other with ponytails, we're hitting each other with cardboard, cardboard. boxes, or look out in the hallway because the chair is coming down. But they so. have that uh, unconditional support for one another, and that's what makes it so interesting and, and fun to watch um, from a more serious kind of observational standpoint. It's just, um, it, it's it's just a ball. I mean, I could sit there just in the hall, not say a word, and watch you two just interact, and it would be be great entertainment well, just at because... least we entertain one person so one person it's very questionable funny. at times i'm like oh no people are working but we should <laughs> stop being obnoxious in the hallway but the but the care is there and that's kind of my point is you know i've gotten a chance to um to watch some of you know allison's soccer team obviously i've covered both of your teams during the during the season but um i've gotten a chance to sit in the stands with coach fracker as she's been learning soccer the sport itself <laughs> and so bad. i have no idea what's happening yeah but just she's clap. But the thing so is, is that bear. Good she, job. yeah, well, and the <laughs> wrong team, wrong team. Yeah, wrong. But the thing is, is that, you know, Melissa goes into games and she's very, very passionate about the soccer team, too. Like she's passionate about her team players first, obviously, because that's her job. But she really cares about Allison's players a lot. And you can tell just by the from watching the game, you know, because there are times where, you know, some of the comments you make just make me laugh because it's like she's very, very invested in how the women's soccer team does as well. And 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 I know Coach goes the same way with softball. So um, that's just a lot fewer home games, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, it doesn't start that way. The schedule so starts. True. There's plenty. Yeah, it's very even at the beginning. I don't know what happened. The original the original plan is always to have. Yeah, it's like you know, but oh. it's but that that adds that layer to it, and that's a very that comes from a very honest place. And Allison and, worked very hard to make sure she's like, oh, you have a game today you're practicing on the field which i really really appreciate because 
She's like, when, well, when are you out in the pitch? I'm like, Mm-mm. she's like, oh, that's right. That's what you do. You're on the field and your pitchers pitch. So I appreciate that she really tries. At the at the game this week, I almost said, Taylor Kramer, great serve. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> great serve, Taylor. <laughs> we're very good at what we do separately. And then we're very good at being supportive from behind the fences. Where so, I belong. Both of us are non-volunteer assistants for the other team. So. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, you were talking about, and, and we'll cut this off now right after I make this point, but you know, you were talking about the things that Allison does for you during the season. I've seen you do the same things for her team. Oh, 100%. Where Allison will say, can you run off and, you know, if there's a situation during Can you the game. take somebody to the hospital? <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> Hey, that that hey, was an interesting chance, one. Any, any chance you can? Hey, we forgot the anchor in my office. Can you go get it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that that was a, that's another funny story, but we'll we'll cop, cut it off there. But um, like you know, she's very she she considers herself almost like a secondary mama bear to these players. Auntie. Yeah, auntie. I'm no one's mama bear. I'm just an auntie. Yeah, but she's but she's that's what I mean. Aunt, she yeah, she's a, she's a full on supporter, and, and all of Allison's players are are free to talk to Pracker about just about anything as well so Except their feelings <laughs> go talk to allison about that they get enough of, way too much of that from me so <laughs> we're gonna sit around and talk about our feelings again yeah, um but um that that's what makes it cool though is you guys are so invested in each other's programs not just your own yeah <laughs> double guns again yep double guns again it's a good good place to cut it off it is it is i think that's a good place to cut coach it off girl, coach fracker thanks for coming by thanks Thank for you. having us we'll take a break and come back with more of eye of the swarm right after this orkers island inn is now hiring and there's a position just for you apply for front desk housekeeper bartender server cook and dishwasher we're hiring great people like you Call or click for more information and apply today. We're back for the final segment of this week's Eye of the Swarm, and that was uh, that was an interesting roundtable segment, Matt. It was interesting having two coaches. Uh, interesting having two coaches that feed each off of the off of each other the way they do, yep. and interesting to have in the middle of that students entering and exiting yeah in the middle yeah. so I mean, it was a, it was a really interesting segment. I, I think that we termed it the extravaganza and that was well <laughs> that was a good way of describing it right um you know because this is the first time we've ever done anything like that right um we had been talking for a long time off air about getting coach fracker and coach to grow together on a podcast um just because they they bounce off each other so well right uh they're very very close um you know they're like i said i i Described them as being very sisterly, and that's exactly what they are. Yeah, with each other, um, and their programs for that matter. No, and they're both successful good. teams, so right uh, makes it that much more fun. Um, they, you know, they're they're an interesting duo, and it was pretty fun to have you know uh, Tom Hansen's class also come in. I mean, this was something that we did last semester for the first time, mm-hmm. and I think uh, we've sort of agreed that it's hopefully going to be a semester you know, uh, occurrence annually semester, annual semester per, per semester. Right. Uh, type of thing. And yeah, it all just kind of came together at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're in that kind of stretch run a little bit now for the overall college sports campaign for two, 2022 and 2023, which is, um, kind of interesting to look at really. And, um, but yeah, we, you know, having opportunities like this one to be able to get 
two coaches who are who are very enthusiastic and, and very passionate about their teams and about each other's teams for that matter. Right. Along with having uh, you know one of Tom Hansen's classes come in, it's it was it was it was a really fun experience. It's it's going to go down as one of my favorites. I think at this point, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. No. At any rate, uh, still games to be played. Yes. That's yes. the uh, the beauty, if you will, uh, about the spring sports season is it all gets pushed back. Right. To the last couple of weeks, and then where's games going right, every single yeah. day? And that's kind of what we're into right now. Yeah, exactly. And and right now, um, you know, we've got you know three teams right now who are actually go back again, like five teams really. Mm-hmm. They're in the midst of possibly winning conference crowns here. So uh, a lot coming up here in the next couple of weeks, but a lot of really fun stuff as well. So yep. there's gonna be plenty of action and plenty of stuff to check out on the website and um, you know, and, and hopefully online and. In person, hopefully as well, because we've got some games on the radio. Hopefully, yep. Knock on wood, coming up here in the next week. Is yeah, there you go. Thank you, Mr. Garber. You're welcome. Um, but we'll start out with baseball for this week. Uh, they actually have four games scheduled as of now. We'll see if those all four of those games get played. It's supposed to be wet. Yeah, it's supposed to be wet. So we'll see if you know some of those games get shifted around a little bit. Three of them are conference. One is non-conference. But again, we'll see if those games actually all get played or not. Uh, They'll open up, or they're supposed to open up this week, Sunday and Monday against North Central at Reynolds Field in St. Paul. Uh, Sunday will be a doubleheader starting at 12 and 3 p.m. respectively with a single nine-inning contest scheduled for Monday starting at 12 noon. And then on Wednesday, so I guess that's what, uh, six days, seven days from now? Mm -hmm. They'll be taking on St. Scholastica, or at least they're supposed to, at Waite Stadium in a non-conference game starting at 4 o'clock. Now, again... All of that is subject to change. Right. And uh, there's been some, I know, some dialogue back and forth, especially with North Central, trying to see if we can get those games played on a uh, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday, or perhaps even We're a Friday. playing at Northwestern. No, Northwestern has games moved yep. there. So, yeah, there's. So there's an opportunity there for to have that happen. And, then, of course, maybe the non-conference game of St. Scholastica, depending upon uh, how the weather is, may not be played either. Mm-hmm. Um all that's up in the air, um, and so the website, the Athletics website, as always, is your best resource to find out Correct. if those games will go on as currently scheduled. Correct. Uh, softball uh, this week. They're at the second UMAC crossover of the season, hosted by Minnesota Morris on Friday and Saturday. It's supposed to be at the Morris Softball Complex, probably going to be at Big Cat Stadium. It's the best way I can Well, I think <laughs> they're using both. Yeah, they're probably going to gonna have to use both, I mm-hmm. would think. On Friday, the Yellow Jackets will play Northland for the first time this season at uh, in a 4 p.m. game before taking on Bethany Lutheran and Martin Luther on Saturday. Both games, they are scheduled for 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. respectively. So they have three games coming up, and then uh, we've got, I think, we're supposed to have them, I think, on Tuesday of next week against Northland as well mm-hmm. uh, for a doubleheader that will be broadcast on delay with yours truly here on the play-by-play. Games there are scheduled for 1, I want to say 1 and 1.30 and 3.30. 1.30 and 3.30, but we'll be on with the delay broadcast starting at 7 p.m. So they've actually got five games coming up this week. But, right. um, and I know there's already discussions in place about contingency for if the weather is lousy at Morris, how how they're going to get these games in. Right. So, um, so again, subject to change. That's just all I can tell you. TBD. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to describe it. Right. Uh, men's tennis, Friday, April 28th. They take on Principia at the UMAC Tournament Semifinals at the Baseline Tennis Center on the campus of the University of Minnesota. If the Yellow Jackets win that contest, they will then play the next day against the winner of the Northwestern Greenville semifinal on Saturday for the tournament title and the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament from the UMAG. So that's what's coming up for them. Mm-hmm. Interesting for the Yellow Jackets to see a couple, possibly see a couple teams they have not seen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and Principia, who is, 
They finished second in the South Division uh, behind Greenville, who's playing Northwestern in the other semifinal. Um, and again, not a lot of familiarity there. No. So should be interesting to see how I the two teams match good. up. Yeah, yeah, they're tough. Both teams, I, I looked them up a little bit too. It's going to be, you know, Jackets are going to have to earn that second straight tournament title if they're going to get it. Right. So that's what's coming up. Men's and women's outdoor track and field. Meanwhile, both teams at the Drake Alternative, hosted by UW Whitewater at Rex Foster Track in Whitewater. And that will take place starting at 11 a.m. down in Whitewater. Uh, the camp, uh, the uh, conference, uh, I think, meet is the following week, is it not? Correct. Yeah. So this is our last uh, uh, outdoor season, quote-unquote, regular season. It was supposed to be at UMD, but UMD canceled there. So. Yeah, the Bulldog, uh, the Bulldog Open got uh, canceled. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't know what the full situation is there, but probably not enough teams to be my guess, maybe. I don't I know. I think there's a few different things going on. Okay. Okay. And last but not least, men's golf. They have their final spring season meet of the year before they head off to the NCAA tournament meet. Friday at Edgewood College Invitational, hosted by Edgewood at the Bishop's Bay Country Club in Middleton, Wisconsin. That's where they will be, and then they will be off to the NCAA meet, which I think is going to be in North Carolina? Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. I knew it was somewhere out in that direction. So Yeah, they actually played this course the first time they qualified for nationals. Okay. Okay. So they've, they've, they've been to this one before. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's what's coming up this week. Again, all of that. Virtually all of it is subject to change, so go to uwsyellowjackets.com. Subject to change without notice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, especially when it comes to uh, uh, baseball and softball, uh, check it out and uh, see if those games are still on as planned. So busy, busy weekend coming up here, and uh, hopefully we get through all this unscathed, and we can actually sit down next week and, and do this all over again. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Otherwise, who knows when we'll be back in yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Maybe <laughs> a, if not then, maybe a season recap. I don't know. But anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Our production engineer, once again, Sanyum Shrestha. For him and the Big Sound, Matt Johnson, I am John Garver, and thank you for listening to Eye of the Storm.